Hello, and welcome to Sight Unseen, a podcast run by the Tarleton State University Centre for Educational Excellence. Make sure you follow us on our social medias, all of which you can find down below. Without further ado, let's get into this episode. I hope you enjoy. My name is uh, Andy Wolf, um, one of the hosts of podcast that is that is uh, powered by the Center for Educational Excellence here at Tarleton State University. Um, and today, as as uh, Adam had mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what this podcast is is going to be delivering. Um, and and on that, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass the mic to Colin for a second and let him kind of introduce himself, and then. We'll get going on some some good information here. Yeah, appreciate it, Andy. I'm Colin Pennington, uh, Dr. Colin Pennington. Andy, please. Excuse me. (laughs) That was sarcasm. Um, I am a second-year faculty member uh, in the School of Kinesiology. I'm uh, I'm over in the Fort Worth campus. That's where I'm at permanently. I'm a fixture there, and uh, I'll be coming to Stephenville. Uh, once or twice a week to uh, catch up with Andy and Adam and uh, cut these episodes, uh, which I'm really excited about because most of my colleagues are um, are here in Stephenville, so it's a great opportunity for me to mix and mingle too. Um, Andy and Adam have done a good job setting up of where this podcast is is coming from. It's coming from the Center of Educational Excellence. So real quick, for a minute or so, I'll, I'll tell you what the CEE is before you hear about who Andy and I are. So what I'll do right now is take a second to tell y'all what the CEE is. Andy and I will get into some introductions of ourselves. The CEE, or the Center for Educational Excellence, is an organization that strives to develop and support faculty scholars in the areas of teaching, learning, research, service, and leadership to provide transformational academic experiences for students. Uh, They support faculty uh, through funding, through education, through workshops, and uh, through general support, um, there's all sorts of initiatives that help fund research projects, create research projects, and service learning initiatives as well that ultimately our students here at Tarleton benefit from. With with that being said, I think I think we can jump into some introductions here. Yeah, and introduce ourselves, tell you guys who we are, where we're from, what we've done in the past, um, and and hopefully. Uh, well, give you a reason to listen. To give the you a reason to listen, yeah, and and we'll we'll do our best um, to uh, be transparent with you guys about who we are and and how vulnerable we can be whenever it comes to to all this. Just as much as you guys may be vulnerable as well. So I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, Colin, <laughs> introduce yourself. Yep. Give give us a bit about who you are and what you do and where you came from. All right. Uh, so I, I just told you I've, I've just wrapped up my second year uh, here at Tarleton. I'm a tenure track assistant professor, uh, School of Kinesiology in Fort Worth. Uh, this is not my first institution to work at. That's one of the interesting differences I think that you'll identify in Andy and I is we've had very different paths getting us here to um, to, to Tarleton and what we do as scholars. Uh Let's see, I'm from Longview, Texas, East Texas, a couple hours east of here. Actually, I guess about three hours east of here. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Where uh, I was not a great student. I I guess you'd probably call me a meathead or a jock, even though I wasn't a great athlete either. But uh, I was so bad at being a student, I guess I'd have to go in that category. Uh, I found myself at University of Texas, Arlington, uh, where I was uh, in the kinesiology program to be 
a coach. I wanted to be a, a football coach and teach physical education. Um, I've always liked PE because I think PE is a really, really great uh, location for uh, learning and self-discovery and leadership and growth to occur outside of the traditional classroom setting. So I've always had a real passion for physical education. Some of my aptitudes and my strengths started to reveal themselves when I was a student at UTA uh, through an after-school program I was fortunate enough to uh, to work at through a fund, uh, or through I was funded through a grant that one of my professors wrote at UTA. So I started teaching in an after-school program. Uh, it was targeting at-risk students, at risk of dropping out, at risk of joining gangs, at risk of doing drugs, early teen pregnancy, things like that. So we we had a pretty big uh, role as as team members in that after-school program. I taught a character development class, and I also coached soccer. I was a head soccer coach, and, and in time uh, at that school, I was given more and more responsibility uh, beyond just the after-school instruction. I, I became kind of the school's retainer um, uh, substitute teacher, so I was in the building, you know, uh, during operating hours, and 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 I had five years in that school where I took on more responsibility. I was basically like a junior faculty member there, and it was a fantastic learning experience for me. So what year were you in college when you started this? I started at that junior high my sophomore year in college. I was 19. So this is after your, your first year. Yeah. Was this like in the fall semester? This was spring semester. Spring semester. So well, you, I had just turned 19. My birthday's in December. So yeah, spring semester. Spring semester. So did you turn it around at, at, at oh, that first? What that you first mean, academically? Yeah, academically. That fall, that fall semester whenever you gave back from man. your freshman year? Or, well, because you said you'd struggled academically. Oh, man. Yeah, it was. Okay, so my first semester at UTA, I had a 1.0 GPA. You, you got to try to do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was trying really hard not to be good at school. I good work. Yeah, well, I had my fair share of fun, and uh, no one remembers the fun stories of pulling all-nighters reading from books, so, you know. No. no. It was a trade-off. Until you get to doc school. And then <laughs> yeah. you remember every single bit of that. Well, I, I think that those years of being a poor student, uh, at the same time, I was a really committed and active I don't know, servant to the community. <clears throat> that, that's honestly how I, how I saw my role. Uh, and I think that's what teachers are. Uh, I believe teachers serve the community, and it's a really noble and in a lot of ways selfless act. And, and I probably don't have to convince anyone that's going to listen to this podcast how valuable teachers are. But that's that. It's an interesting dynamic because I was such a good teacher. At the same time, I was a really bad student. Mm -hmm. uh, but but the experience uh, helped grow my perspective and my outlook on life and what my philosophy was. Uh, and my worldview was on on the role of of teaching and the role of service, uh, really in a grassroots level, uh, with my hands on it. You know, when I where I faced uh, challenges uh, on a daily basis, and, and now as a professor, you're a little bit removed from that level, mm -hmm. from K through twelve education, or maybe even the community that you serve through your scholarship. Right? You know, there's at least one buffer between you and that level, but uh, I've always remembered those experiences, and I remember what I felt when I saw good work pay off. Yeah. And now I, I carry that into me as my work as a professor, where I'm teaching future teachers, teaching future uh, athletic trainers and 
uh, coaches and physical educators and health edu educators, those that will be like I was back then, uh, I think that it, it grew me into uh, to having the perspective and maybe a little bit of the wisdom through experience to, uh, to give them a pretty full education. Yeah. Now, where did you get your doctor degree? Because you, uh, so you, you kept going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, got my master's at UT Arlington, was a little bit uh, hesitant to, to go beyond a master's to get a doctorate because I didn't really see myself as an academic. But I had some professors and some mentors at UT Arlington tell me, hey, Colin, you're, you're asking thoughtful questions, you know, more philosophical in nature, right? Like, you know, the P and PhD. Mm -hmm. um, so they, they really steered me towards the doctorate when I otherwise probably wouldn't have gone that route. Uh, so to answer your question, I went to the University of Alabama uh, for my doctoral studies. Uh, and at Alabama... I'm sorry, once again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll pick the right school one day. Uh, you did. You're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here. Okay. So. It took me time, but I got it right. Yeah. Uh, at UTA, I worked with some <laughs> incredible, incredibly impressive and bright people, um, one of which, Dr. Kelsey McIntyre, uh, is also a colleague of ours here. So that's that's a fateful coincidence uh, and a really happy blessing that we both wound up at the same institution as tenure-track faculty. Mm -hmm. um, we're we're going to have Kelsey on the podcast, her and her husband, Jesse, at some point, too, I'm sure, because oh, that'd, that, be great, yeah. that, that'd be an interesting conversation, I think. What's it like being married to a fellow academic? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyhow, what's, it, what's it like to be married to Kelsey? Oh, yeah. Or what is it to be married to Jesse? They're, if they're listening, they're really the only two that will get this until you hear them. But it's <laughs> uh, funny for us for a minute. Great people. Um, my, my professors and mentors at, at Alabama, uh, they really they sharpened some of those skills and research that, that my mentors at UT Arlington uh, put in me. And uh, it was there I got on my research line, my orientation towards occupational socialization research, and we'll talk about that in an episode or two, but um, I, I experienced all the growth possible from UT, uh, from UT Arlington and then from University of Alabama. Uh, my first gig after uh, doc school was at Cornell College in Mount Vernon, Iowa, a small liberal arts school in a small town in Iowa. Uh, so a very, very different experience as a student and as a faculty member than what would what would one experience here at Tarleton? Um, I was there for a year. Uh, again, a phenomenal learning experience where my skills as a teacher now sharpened. Uh, the skills that I learned teaching at the junior and high school level, uh, they were put in place years before, but then really sharpened in my uh, time at that very teaching-oriented institution. Uh, I, I loved my time there. I loved my colleagues there, but I wanted to do a little bit more with research. I wanted to swim in a, deep, uh, a bigger pond, I mm -hmm. think. Um, so uh, I was fortunate enough to find a, an opportunity here at Tarleton and uh, to um, have a leadership role, a, a director role. I don't know what the title is, but um, whatever it is you want to say, I'm doing it mm -hmm. over in Fort Worth. Uh, I, I like the idea of growing something and building something. Yeah. Well, I think you're off to a good start there in Fort Worth. Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah, we're really excited about the future there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of good things that come Tarleton's way via Fort Worth. All right, Andy, that's enough uh, out of me. How about you? Okay. Well, um, I've been at Tarleton for like 11 or 12 years now. And you said your first institution you went to was uh, 
Cornell College. Cornell College. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whenever I first got to Charlton, it, it seemed like a smaller institution. But holy smokes, it's grown. Yeah, what was the enrollment 11 I, years ago when you I, started? Don't quote me on this, but I want to say it was about seven or 8,000. Yeah, so it's literally doubled in size, more than doubled in size. It's gone D1 in athletics. Yes. There's a robust research agenda shared by colleagues yeah. all over the campus. I mean, does it feel the same at all to you? Uh, parts of it do. Parts of it do. Um, what parts? The, I think the people here at Tarleton. Obviously, you get new professors in, but everybody still seems to have that small town, down-to-earth feel. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things, as a student, I loved about Tarleton, and I still love about Tarleton, and it's probably driven me to, to the philosophy that I have on teaching and research and service today, was that we've always been student-oriented, and, and that, I think that that part hasn't changed about mm -hmm. Tarleton is, is the fact that you can walk into any office and your professor's going to greet you with a smile and a handshake and say, how can I help you? Yeah. the I've only been here a couple of years, but it seems like everyone does business kind of casually here. Mm -hmm. uh, like there, there's an old schoolness to yes. it. At the same time, here we are using cutting edge equipment, you know, using new technologies, uh, adapting to distance learning, you know, setting the pace, really, mm -hmm. while it still feels like how they did business back in the day. Yeah, we still have that old school mentality. I kind of like it. Yeah, you know, I love it. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm still here. That's why you're still here. Yeah, right? exactly. So, <clears throat> well, I guess to start my story off, I'm from southwest Austin, a small town called Dripping Springs, which also isn't small anymore. It's so big, it, it makes me sick to drive through. <laughs> what would you say the one thing Dripping Springs is known for? Oh, golly, the first thing that pops to my mind is, well, Dripping Springs it, and Tito's. Yeah, that's what I know it for. Yeah, we, we're not partaking any of that right now. Um, no, uh, all, only beer before noon. Exactly. Um, so, it, it, Dripping has grown so much, but it was a small town whenever I was there, and, and um, I was a lot like you, Colin. I, I was a jock. I played sports, and, and that's how I got to Tarleton was I came here on a baseball scholarship, and I, I actually was not a great student in high school, and I have some really, really good friends. I don't know why I call them good friends, but they, <laughs> you'll, you'll figure this out in a second, but they consistently question, how in the heck did you become a professor? That's how bad I was in high school, <laughs> and I and I don't know what it is. It like you you saw you saw the influence you had on those kids at that at the school that you were working with them as a soccer coach and as a PE teacher, and maybe that influenced you to you know to care so much more about your degree and the education you were getting. And I think that was kind of similar for me, it, except like whenever I got here, I started my degree in. I think it was exercise and sports studies is what it was then, and then it transferred to kinesiology later. But I just fell in love with it, and um, yeah, pretty much. I just fell in love with it so much that I, I, I spent so much time studying it and reading it, and I came out my first semester with a 4.0. Man. And, I should have been cheating off you. In yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't know about that, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just enjoyed the topic so much more than I did 
the topics whenever I was in high school, I, I finally had a purpose in what I was doing. I yeah. knew that I wanted to be involved in in the exercise science world in, in some part. So I um, played four four years of ball here. I um, Four years of baseball here. I coached college ball for a year after that. Um, while I was doing my master's degree here, both of my undergrad and my master's degree are in kinesiology. And then after I was done with that, I had some of my mentors saying, hey, you need to go and, and get your doctorate. And, and that was something that I had never thought about doing. I thought about coaching. That was what I wanted to do is I wanted to be mm-hmm. a college. I wanted to be a college baseball coach. Yeah, cool, because you had so much success in that world already. You demonstrated that you knew what you were doing. It was probably... Uh, a pretty radical directional shift professionally, obviously, but also a risk because you sure you're a good undergrad, but you know that the skills required to succeed in a doc program are very different than undergrad programs. So, uh, were you ever afraid of failure? Um, I don't. No, not really. You just succeed. I, I, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely. all. That's what it is. No, I think I think that I'm so used to failing that I wasn't a fan. <laughs> yeah. I'm so you can't hurt me, failure. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I grew up in a uh, and I played a sport where. You're successful if you if you if you do something well thirty percent of the time. Yeah. So I think that that really lends to to my perspective on failure. It's it's just feedback for yeah. me. You so. you just you just gave me uh, an idea for a topic uh, for an episode we can maybe do in the future, which is uh, where you learned your life lessons. Yeah, uh, I'm sure for you and for me, sport, mm-hmm. a lot of life lessons come from them. But also, you know, not every lesson you learn or not. Every trick that you get out of sport is necessarily virtuous, right? Like mm-hmm. sport can also be a very uh, unvirtuous, <laughs> if that's mm-hmm. your word, place. Uh, that'd be an interesting uh, conversation to tease that apart. Yeah, and see how that applies to what we do now. Yeah, in in, in these areas of research, uh, leadership, service, teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that, and then my um, my doctorate I got here it here as well in educational leadership and policy studies. Yeah, so is that an EDD? It's an EDD. Yes, yeah. that one's an EDD. And uh, why did I get that one? I think at some point in my career here, I'll shift away from the the typical lead or the typical research, service, and teaching, and, and pursue something in leadership. At some point, mm-hmm. um, I'm not ready for that right now. Yeah, um, because I've got way too much on my plate to take on a leadership role. So, which. I guess moves me to my next personal point. I've got four kids, and and I think on our uh, uh, agenda for today, we have a, a little point here where where Colin and I can talk about some of our differences because we are quite different in in many of the aspects. I'm of the handsome one. <laughs> yes, a hundred a hundred percent. Oh, I'm expecting you to agree with that. Yes, uh, without a doubt. Um, but now I have four kids, and my oldest is five. And my youngest is three months of two days ago. And Colin, congratulations! Thank you, sir. And Colin, you've got none. I'm yeah. I, I'm winning. I, don't know <laughs> I know, man. My wife and I believe me. We we talk about it a lot. She's she's career oriented as well, uh, and I admire that. And her and I respect it. But yeah, it's it's on our um, to do list. Maybe that's not the appropriate phrase, if you will. I don't get it. <laughs> Uh, we're going to slap a warning label on this episode. Yes. Yeah, no, kids are absolutely in our future. We're excited about it. Yeah. Uh, but right now, uh, I've got time on my hands to uh, to do some of these um, academic undertakings. Unlike you, man, I don't know how you sleep. 
or I, I don't know when you sleep. I don't. I don't yeah. sleep much at all. So, but that's so that's 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 us. Those are some of the fun facts, and then I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of other fun facts that are going to come up about Colin and I. Um, it, it, as we progress through this podcast, and I hope that from this we provide people with a an, an educational um, platform to learn about each one of these these uh, these pieces of the puzzle of, of higher education, service, teaching, research, leadership, and in conjunction with that, a little bit of enjoyment. Right? Um, I don't think that we have to be as serious about everything. Kind of like you said. That Tarleton is kind of a laid back, old school, yeah. informal environment, and that's what we seek to achieve here: is is a non invasive experience with with learning how to be productive in all three of these areas. So, yeah, Andy, uh, right on, man. And, and the reason we gave y'all personal information about us is because the way we do our jobs is a function of who we are as people, uh, our environments at home, our environments uh, as as K through 12 students, undergraduates, and doc students, so that, that's why we give you some of that personal information. Is because our experiences are are not completely unique. They're probably a similar path that you walked. After all, we are we all must be wired a little bit similarly, as we are all academics. Um, so you'll learn about us uh, as we tease through some of these topics in education, higher education, and uh, as Andy said, we we hope to have a good time doing it. So. We're going to sign off, and uh, we look forward to uh, the next topic with y'all on the next episode. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of Sights Unseen. Be sure to follow us again on social media. That way you can stay up to date with future episodes. And if you're a faculty member here at Dalton and you would love to be on an episode, we'd love to have you. Please get in contact with us, and we look forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you again so much for listening to this episode of Sights Unseen.